We can't have a victim mentality and walk in that victory that Jesus gave us. You're listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard, bringing you the uncompromised Word of God to mature the body of Christ with revelation and power. Get ready to walk in victory in every facet of life. Join today as we learn and grow together in the knowledge of God so we can go from glory to glory together. Here's your host, Tina Howard. Hello, and welcome to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Thank you for joining me today, and I pray that you are ready for a word from God because I believe that God is really ministering this year. This year is going to be the best year of your life. Our pastor just the other day said, 2022 will be the best year of your life if it's the best year you've ever had spiritually. Amen. So we are a threefold being, trifold being. We are spirit, soul, and body. And our spirit, that's that's who we are. The spirit is who we are. And so if we will do If we will grow spiritually this year, if we're spiritually strong, it's going to be a great year. I have great expectations for 2022. And part of that is what I'm ministering on for the year is occupy till I come, till Jesus comes. And that comes from Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read two verses to you. It says, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants and delivered to them 10 minas and said to them, do business till I come. In some translations, it says, occupy till I come. And of course, this is Jesus talking about himself as a parable and what he's told us. We are to occupy. We are here not to just be passive, sit around, wait for him to come back, but do nothing. No, we're to take the land. Amen. We're to occupy, do business till he comes. And this year especially, Jesus is coming soon, and we want to take as many people with us as we can. Amen? Because when the rapture happens, the church age is over. There'll be no more, no more members, new members to the body of Christ, because the rapture ends that age. It'll become a different age then. Amen? So you've got loved ones, you've got friends, people you care about. Let's make sure they're going in the rapture. Today, what I want to center up on is having a victim mentality. If you have a victim mentality, you are not going to take the land. You're not going to move forward because you're a victim. Now, I know there are victims, and I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you some examples of a victim mentality. And myself, I'm a victim. My childhood was a victim. We can't have a victim mentality and walk in that victory that Jesus gave us. Amen. A victor, one who knows who they are, one who's conquering, will go out and conquer the land. Amen. Will occupy till I come. So I want to define first what a victim mentality is and give you some characteristics of a person with victim mentality. A person with a victim mentality typically feels personally victimized by anything that goes wrong, even when the problem, rude behavior, or mishap wasn't directed at them. They're always the victim. It doesn't matter what happens, they are always the one that's the victim. It has nothing to do with them, but they are the victim. 
they may not show much interest in hearing possible solutions. Instead, they might give the impression of just wanting to wallow in misery. Ugh. That's not the kind of person you like to be around, right? They're always, everything is against them. Everybody's against them. Life is terrible. I don't want to be around somebody like that. That's not much fun. So the victim mentality rests on three key beliefs. Bad things happen and will keep happening. You know, it just keeps getting worse. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Other people or circumstances are to blame. They hold no responsibility for anything that happens to them. Somebody else, it's their fault. And any efforts to create change will fail, so there's no point in trying. They are hopeless. They're helpless and they're hopeless. Now, I hope that you don't identify with any of those characteristics, but if you do, we're going to talk about what you can do to get out of that kind of mentality, okay? I don't want you there. God doesn't want you there, and you won't move forward if that's the mentality, if that's the way you think. And you're going to have to really examine yourself, which we'll talk about that because you know I'm giving you homework, right? <laughs> yes, yay, homework. Okay, so I want to next move to a couple of biblical examples of what could be a victim mentality. Now, let's go to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 2, from the very beginning, God gives Adam an assignment. Now, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 15 and 16. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to guard it. Okay, so he's going to tend it. He's going to keep it, and he's going to guard it. Okay, so he's given a job, a responsibility, and something you have to think about. If you're told to guard something, there's something to guard against, right? There's a threat. So that means you have to be aware of what's going on. Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17, But of the tree of the light, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it, you will surely die. Now, then go over to chapter 3, verse 12. Then the man said, The woman, because God is asked, Why do you know that you're naked? Why did you hide from me? He doesn't say that, but he's, he knew where they were all the time. But they were hiding from God. And then in verse um, 11, he says, Have you eaten from the tree of the knowledge uh, that I told you not to eat from? And in verse 12, Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Now, we're talking about a victim mentality. And remember that a victim always blames somebody. They don't take responsibility for their actions. Adam was given a word. Adam was given a word from God. And the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When God gives a word, faith comes. So when faith comes, that means you can operate in that faith to accomplish that word. But he didn't do that. He abdicated his responsibility and said, it was that woman you gave me. So he blames Eve and he blames God because God, you gave me that woman. Now, Eve, she said, yes, the devil deceived me and I ate. She, she took the responsibility of what she done. And then God was then able to save the world. He was able then to set things up so that Jesus could come. But Adam 
had a victim mentality. He was blaming. He was not taking responsibility for anything that happened. So that's it. I hope that's not you. Okay. All right. Then think about in Exodus when when God told Moses to go deliver his people, the Hebrew children, out of the land of Egypt. He gave him a word. Moses had a word. Faith comes when you have a word, right? So he can go do what God told him to do. He then told the children of Israel that God said he was going to give them a land and they were to come out. But they had such a mentality about them. They complained. They didn't take responsibility. They, you know, going in, it was everybody else's fault. It was Moses' fault they didn't have food. It was Moses' fault they didn't have water. It was Moses' fault that they were at the Red Sea and they didn't see a way that they were going to escape. Just let us go back to Egypt. It was better that we die in Egypt. A victim mentality. It's not going to get any better. Things are bad and they're not going to get any better. A victim mentality look at, at my own experience, okay? I am a child of an alcoholic father, grew up in a very dysfunctional family. My dad was kicked out of the service with a dishonorable discharge after 14 years of service because of his alcohol. They, the military service, they did, they tried to help him. But you know, if you choose not to, to take the help that you're given, then you will not succeed. So he was dishonorably discharged. My mother and my brother, we are left then with no source of income. My mother does not have a job. We are poor. We're on food stamps. My mother's getting a trade. We get off food stamps, age-dependent children, all a medical card, all that stuff as soon as possible because that was an embarrassment. We did not like that. I mean, there was experiences that I had as a child because we were poor, things that were totally embarrassed me. I hated it. I hated it. And, you know, that's not God's best. And I could have grown up with a victim mentality. My parents were divorced. So I was set up for to live a poor life, to live a divorced life, to have to be a single parent and raise children on my own. That's what the enemy had in plan, planned for me with a victim mentality. It's somebody else's fault. Life's bad and it's just going to get worse. But that's not the way I am. I don't have a victim mentality. I was a victim, but I don't have that mentality. That's not what rules my thinking. It's somebody else's fault. I take no responsibility. It's not going to change. No, that's not the way I think. That's not the way God wants us to think. And we won't occupy the land with that kind of mentality. We won't occupy till Jesus comes. We'll sit and be passive. And that is not his plan or his purpose. Amen? I want to look at someone in the Bible who definitely did not have a victim mentality. And that is Paul. Now, Paul could have, because if you remember, he was a Hebrew of all Hebrews. And then God knocks him off his horse and blinds him for three days because of the presence of God and tells him to go into Damascus. And you're going to hear about those things that you're going to have to go through for me. He says, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. He was talking to Ananias about Paul. And so you know, Paul could say, man, I'm just a victim. This is not fair. This is not my fault. But that's not the kind of mentality that he had at all. And I want to talk about one instance in particular. God had told to him, 
Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. And so Paul then knows he's given a word, okay? He's going to Rome. When you get a word from God, then faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? Remember, we're occupying the land until Jesus comes. We are not a victim. We're a victor. We're going to do what he tells us to do, and God is going to watch over it. Amen? It's going to happen. So what happens to Paul now? You know, he's been stoned. He was in one place stoned, left for dead. But the people that were there, the believers that were there, gathered around him, and he was raised back up. The very next day, he was traveling. Can you imagine that? And he was left for dead. He may have been dead, and they prayed and raised him from the dead. Amen. So he was beaten. He fasted much. All kinds of things happened to him. There was his life was was troubled and persecuted, just as God had said, for the whole time that he followed after God. Whenever he would minister, there would be riots or there would be revival. <laughs> That's just what happened to Paul. But isn't that what's supposed to happen today? But he was given a word, okay? He was given a word, and he's walking on that word then. But let's look at what happened in in this next thing. He's going to go to Rome. So he gets on a a boat. He tells tells the people, we should not be doing this. You know, I'm afraid that this boat is going to end with trouble, that this voyage is not going to end well. And then what happens is that they get into a storm. They're in a storm for 14 days. They have thrown everything overboard. They have fasted, and it's been bad. But an angel comes to Paul and tells him, and it's right here in Acts chapter 27, And I'm going to read um, verse 22. It says, And now I urge you to take heart. Paul is talking to the people on board. He says, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Was that the word that Paul had? God said, you are going to go to Rome. You must go to Rome. So if God gives you a word and tells you to occupy the land, then you must occupy the land. Amen. So Paul had this word. Don't be afraid, Paul, because you're going to Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. You know, there's safety among someone who has a word from God. There is safety for those people that are around you. If you are doing what God has told you to do, then there's safety for them. Even if things don't look great, still there's safety for them. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. So we talked about this before. When faith, faith comes because a word has been given. A word was given to Paul that he would have to go to Rome. A word was given to him through an angel that he would go. And he, and Paul said, I believe this word. So faith came and he held on to the word that God gave him. You will go to Rome, Paul, 
Paul hold on, held on to that word. Didn't matter if the enemy was in his face, the tempest, the storm was brewing and brewing and brewing, yet he held on to that word. He didn't let go of that word. And what happened? They went to Rome. First, they had to go on the island of Malta. Now, if Paul had a victim mentality, then he would have been in the molly grubs because here again, it's gotten really bad and it's not going to get any better. Yeah, who can I blame for this? It's those guys that didn't listen to me. I told them this wasn't the right thing to do, but they didn't listen. Victim mentality. But he didn't have that. Hold on to the word that God gave you. Faith comes from the word of God. When God gives you a word, Hold on to it. Regardless if, if the enemy is in your face, he might be on you and over feels like he's overtaking you. But don't let go of that word from God. Don't let go because you can do whatever it is that God has given you to do. You can occupy until Jesus comes if you hold on to the word. Now, because Paul did not have a victim mentality, but a victor mentality. Then they were they went into that island of Malta. And you know the next thing that happens? My goodness, Paul is bitten by a viper. Oh, will it ever end? But Paul doesn't feel that way. What does he do? Shake it off. Shake it off in the fire. And then because he's acting in faith, well, there's nothing that happens to him. There's no harm that comes to him because God has given him a word. He didn't pick that viper up. That attached to him and he shook it off. He shook it off. He did not have a victim mentality. He had a, he was full of faith. God is going to see me through this. I'm going to Rome. And so then what happens is that they think, first they think, oh, this guy is a murderer. And the gods have gotten him. But then he shakes it off and they change their mind. And they say, oh no, he is a god. But Paul has to tell them, I'm not a god. All these things, this has happened because of my God, the true, the living God. And then what happens is Paul takes the island. He occupies. He occupies the island. He begins to go about and do signs and wonders. Everyone on that island that would believe was healed. Amen, because Paul did not have a victim mentality, but a victor mentality. He believed God, and he went and he took the land. Amen. Do you have a victim mentality? Do you operate from a mentality, a mindset, a worldview that it's just bad out there? And it is bad out there. We talked about that last week. It's perilous times. But what did God say? This is the greatest time to be alive. God is going to show himself big in this time. And so we're going to either walk in the victim mentality. It's getting darker and darker and life is terrible. Or no, I'm going to go with God. And it's getting brighter and brighter. Amen. You got to examine your thinking. I'm going to give you some homework here. Examine your thinking. Are you blaming other people for your own inaction? Are you passive? Do you... To you, is life bad and just getting worse all the time? Do you not take any responsibility? Has God given you a word, yet you haven't done anything with it? You've got to step out on the word that God gives you. But if you haven't, if you're just sitting, doing nothing, thinking it's just getting worse and I'm just going to hide. You know, in that parable from Luke 19, Jesus gave 10 of his servants 
he delivered them 10 minus and one of them came back and said, well, you know, I put it in a handkerchief and hid it and here it is back. See, if that is a passive mentality, that's a victim mentality. I don't want anything more bad things to happen, so I'm just going to hide. I'm going to hide and hope it all passes over. But that's not the way God wants us to be. He told us to occupy, to go out and possess the land. Amen. So God has given you a word. But if you've got that victim mentality and you're thinking it's going to get worse and I'm going to hide, then repent. Repent. And that means that you have to first understand there has to be light that comes, a revelation. I hope that you're receiving revelation today, that anointing that is on God's word. You know what it does? It destroys yokes and removes burdens. If you have that kind of thinking, then they, that needs to be removed. It is a hindrance to you. It is a burden and it needs to be destroyed. And so the anointing that is on God's word will do that for you. So understand, get a revelation that you're thinking wrong. Amen. And then what do you do? You repent. You turn from that. You begin to think the right way. That's the second step in your homework. And that is to remember, re retrieve the word that God has given to you. Because he's given you a word. He's told you. If it's a verse that is alive to you, then you have something to go off of. I'm giving you word now. I'm giving you revelation. You have a word to stand on. And so what do you have to do? It's go back and retrieve those words and hold on. Just like that receiver did with the helmet, the helmet ball. <laughs> You're going to hold on to that thing. Don't let the enemy steal that word from you, but instead remember it and think about it and think about it and think about it and let that change the way you think. It's called renewing your mind. We have to have a victor mentality, not a victim mentality. Amen. So the characteristics of a victim mentality, it's always somebody else's fault. Things are bad. It's, all, it's only going to get worse. And why should I try? It's not going to matter. I'm hopeless. But that's not the way God sees you. That's not the way God wants you to live your life. He's called you a victor. He's called you a, an overcomer in Christ Jesus. That you, everywhere you go, you take the scent of victory with you. Amen. That is your word. You are called to victory. You are not called to be a victim. Amen. Let's just pray right now. Abba, I pray for those that are listening in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus, receive the word of God. Receive the word that you are a victor and let the word of God destroy that oppression, that mentality that you, that you are a victim and move forward from this place in the name of Jesus. I decree that over you right now. I believe that for you, that you are a victor. Every area of your life, God wants you to be a victorious in that, not a victim. Amen. You won't go into 2022 and be the victor and occupy the land that God has for you if you have a victim mentality. Remember what God has said to you and go into this year as the victor that God has called you to be. And Jesus died to make you. Amen? 
Amen. So I'll see you again next week on From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. Let's go from glory to glory together. Thank you for listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries today. We really appreciate your support of this podcast. Help us spread the truth of God's word by leaving us a review and sharing it with other believers who are hungry for more of God's word. Until next time, we encourage you to abide in his word and he will abide in you, taking you from glory to glory in Jesus' name.